This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in-play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet. With the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, BeGambleAware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. This episode is brought to you by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds, small town Welsh football club, is fighting for a chance at promotion. These two Hollywood stars lead a team in the midst of history in the making, while dedicated staff and supporters hold on to a dream of returning the team and this working class town in Wales to glory. FX's Welcome to Wrexham premieres September 12th on FX. Stream on Hulu. Back for Arfield. One up early. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal. What a goal from Robbie Blake. Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the follow-up finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice! And they have experience! Burnley are level and deserve to be! 
Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pregame show with me, Joe Redmond, head of this weekend's game against Queen's Park Rangers, a game that can, of course, see us lift the championship title if we are victorious. And I say if, um, QPR, yes, they might be in bad form. I don't have a QPR fan waiting, so we'll get more on that in a second. But there's two draws from the last five games. So we, we've drawn our last two games with an experimental side. Um, I say experimental, like a, a mixture of, of first teamers and second stringers. Um, just, just get the job done now, lads. Vinner, if you're listening, I know you're an avid listener. He's not. Um, but just get the job done. Get the job done. Get the full strength team out. Get it done. It should have been done already. We've had three games. Well, this will be the third game to get it done. And it's just completely different. Obviously, we, we had the one chance to get promotion and we and we got it straight away. Um, whereas now, I don't know, I just feel not limping over that because we're 10 points clear, so that'd be a silly thing to say, um, or 11, whatever it is. Um, but uh, we've just had a couple of chances that we've blown. And I think, um, yeah, especially the game against Rotherham, um, we, we only had ourselves to blame, really. Got ourselves in front. I'll just quickly go on that because I didn't get a chance to do a full-time show. Um, yeah, I thought well, I was quite disappointed, to be honest, especially with the second half. We were the better side. Uh, we were just giving away sloppy goals. Um and again, I think that's because you know the 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 first teamers weren't in there in those some situations that I felt with other players that had been in there. I'm not going to name any names, so I don't want to blame anybody. But if other players had been in there, that them goals wouldn't have been conceded. Um, but we played very well. I thought on the on the front foot, attacking wise. Obviously, Benny scored a brilliant goal. Twan scored a brilliant goal, uh, and on Twine as well. He's been one of the second stringers that has looked good. Um, in 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 this in this uh, chance that he's had in the first team, so I've been quite impressed with Twine. Obviously, got a really good goal against Rotherham. Thought, thought he played very well against Reading, which I went down to, um, which was the, one of the worst decisions I've made of this season, going all the way down to Reading for a nil nil. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought Twine's played very well. And another one, I think this one might be slightly controversial because I've seen some people criticising Foster on 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 the social media channels, and yeah, when he first came in. I gave him the benefit of the doubt, even though he probably wasn't playing that well. As I said before, new team, new system, new country, new language, all that stuff. Give him the benefit of the doubt. The last two games, I thought he's played well. Honestly, I thought he's played well. Um, but people are still using him as a scapegoat. Uh, where, where are the goals going to come from? He's not scoring goals. That's what people are saying. We are literally the second highest goal scorers in the country. Um, I think he's been brought in in a similar role to Barnes there, just with the less shithousing. Um, link up, bring the ball down. Um, and get and get people in behind that way. And I thought the last few games he's played very, very well. Um, he, he does need goals, I'll admit that. I, th- I think it would be nice to see him get a couple more goals because that'll keep the wolf at the door for a bit um, with, with some of the fans. Um, but I, I have no issues with Foster. I think he's played very, very well. Um, I do see people use the argument of, ah, but do you think he'll play well in the Premier League next season? And again, maybe a little bit unsure on that, but we'll find out next season. It's the same with all of these lads. Zorori, he's been poor for a while. Is he going to be good in the Premiership? Next, sorry, Premier League um, next season. Um, Tello, Southampton fans always said that he wasn't good enough in the Prem. Um, we're, we're going to have to find out next season um, if he is, uh, if he's still ours, of course. Uh, and Martson as well, he's not been defending that well recently. Is he going to get torn open every single week in the, in the Prem? Um, there's questions on all of them not just Foster. Um, but having said that, we've had that debate before and I do think we'll be all right next season. But anyway, next season's a chat for next season. This weekend is, of course, QPR. I do have a QPR fan waiting in the wings and it is Ben from the W12 podcast. How are you doing, mate? Hello. Welcome. How are you, UK? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, let's let's not beat around the bush. Let, let's talk about QPR and where it's all started going wrong. Um, one win since December 
Two wins since the World Cup break. I think just before the World Cup break, you went top. I think we played you the first game back after the World Cup break, didn't we? And I think if yeah. you'd have beaten us then, you'd have gone above us. And I was quite worried at that point, that thinking, oh, it's a tough game. This you've done really well this season. Obviously, we won that game quite comfortably. And since then, you've you've just been, for want of a better phrase, absolutely terrible. What's gone wrong? Is it is it Beal leaving that's just completely thrown everything up in the air? Um, that, yeah. I mean, that was the start of the issues. Um and the way he left, the manner that he left hasn't helped yeah. um, because he said he was staying and, you know, he's not going to jump ship. And then two weeks later, he, he jumped ship and left the Rangers. So that, that hasn't helped. I think that one of the biggest issues is in the summer, the board gave him a bit free reign on signings and he made sort of seven or eight key signings that were sort of his players that he mm-hmm. really, that, that suited his style of play, which was the four three three, which is what he plays. And, um, and, when he left, all of those players, I, literally none of them have played, which is sounds so weird and strange, but yeah, it really has been like that. Tyler Roberts, who we got him from Leeds, has been injured 95% of games. Leon Balligan, 96% of games. Ethan Laird hasn't been seen. No one knows where he is. Um, I mean, the list goes on, mate. We've, you know, we brought in Tyler Richards from Blackburn, who's a good player, but we've barely played. And, and, and that adds to another issue that we've got, which is we've we've literally had a, an unreal amount of injuries. Like I think at one point we had thirteen players. So the, the the team that got us top that on the against Wigan when we went top, we haven't had that same team out since then. And I think it was about three weeks ago, all eleven players were out injured that were in that team. Um, so that tells you the challenge that that that, that we've had. But Critchley came in and. Just disaster. We've brought Gareth Ainsworth in. I think the, the the board have probably thought we need a bit of passion, a bit of motivation, but that's that's gone down like an absolute lead balloon. The players are not not reacting to him, um, and now we're just in a rut and a mess that we can't seem to get out of. We can't seem to win a football match. We can't. I mean, we should have won yesterday, but we just couldn't see it through. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, the only way we'll stay up this season is if Reading don't get any more points or get you know one or two points. I think that will be the only way we'll stay up. Yeah, um, you mentioned you mentioned Critcher there. We'll go through the managers. Obviously, Beale left and uh, and probably left a sour taste. I think in a similar way to yeah. what Coyle did towards back in two thousand and ten. Yeah, uh, I can see, see it the feeling a lot like that. Um, but why did Critchley not work? Because he he did quite well at Blackpool, didn't he, a few years ago? Obviously left then yeah. to go to Villa as assistant, I think. And then obviously got his, his another break with you guys. Um, I thought he was a good manager. I thought that was a good appointment. Why did that not work? Yeah, so it. Uh, I mean, there's, uh, it's tough because, like I said, we've had injuries, which haven't helped him. He was. We were on a bit of a slump before he came in and before Beal mm-hmm. left. He left and we had lost three, three in a row and then Beal left. So he sort of come, he t- took that over. Like I said, the Beal players decided they didn't want to play anymore or, or they weren't around. We were real key players. And um, he just, uh, he, like I said, he lacked any kind of drive or motivation that we, that us that, that fans saw very um, laboured on this touchline. I mean, his post and pre-match interviews were really poor, like <laughs> really poor quality. And, um, and again, he just got on this run and he just could not get out of it. We conceded so many late goals, which which we're now looking back. There was about three or four games in a row that we conceded 90-minute goals, 
which mm-hmm. if we had even a couple of a few of those points, we would be in a much better position. Um, and then the fans turned on him, and, and and once they do that, as you know, like there's not a lot of going back. Um, we should have got rid of him earlier, if I'm honest, but we we stuck it out and we lost a few more games. Um, but yeah, so not not great. I think it, it felt like it was an easy appointment because he he was Bill's friend. They were mates, and and, and they've yeah. been up, they grew they grew up as a coaching duo, if you like. So I think the, maybe the board at the time thought that him coming in would be an easy transition. But um, it didn't turn out that way, unfortunately. Obviously, now you've got Gareth Ainsworth as well. Um, is how, how are you finding that one? Is because that again from the outside looking in looks like it's not really going well. Maybe obviously the issue, as you've mentioned, isn't the managers really. It's obviously other things as well, such as injuries. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. And there's stuff in the board, and, and, and we've got Les Ferdinand, who's the, the the director of football, who's made some really poor decisions. Uh, I mean, mm. you know, not bringing in strikers, it's just crazy, really. We've had to bring in Chris Martin on a free transfer in the last day of the January to, to sort of cover the, the gap that we've got there. Um, and it, 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 Gareth Ains was a, a big fan favourite as a player because he played over nearly 300 yeah. games, and it, and and. He was a great football player, and um, and so, but it's still mad to think he's had ten games and he's only won one game, and we've been really yeah. poor in in eight of them, I think, uh, really poor, you know. Um, so, like I said, I think he thought that bringing in a bit of motivation and drive, and you know, he's real, he's real energetic on the sidelines, but. I just think these players just haven't responded to it, and they needed a bit of structure, a bit like what Warlock's got in and done at Huddersfield. That's kind of yeah. what we needed, but we but, but we're now in a position where the rut is not stopping, and we just cannot get a win. And he can't do anything. And I don't know whether he's a bit above. It feels sometimes like he's 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 out of out of his depth a little bit. That's harsh to say, but and it's not really his fault to a degree. Mm. But we need someone to come in and structure us and, and, and keep us so we don't, you know, so we're not conceding or looking like we're going to concede on every attack or set piece, which is what's happening at the moment. So it's not going yeah. great. Yeah, He's dying to get good. to the summer. He's literally yeah. dying to keep us up and get us to the summer because he keeps saying he knows what to, how to fix us and what we need, but he just can't get these wins that we need. No, and you mentioned then as well, obviously, you're in a relegation battle, of course. You're currently on 44 points, Reading on 43, Huddersfield on 44. Uh, and then you've got Cardiff, who won last night, obviously, which yeah. wouldn't be great news for you guys on 45. And I think I think the likes of Rotherham, I think Rotherham can be dragged into it because obviously they're only three points off. But um, I'll be surprised if they do get dragged into it with the amount of teams underneath them. Um, obviously, you must have been... Buzzing last night um, when Luton scored late on against Reading. Um, but what, yeah, are you, yeah. what are you looking at now in terms of the season? Do you think you're going to stop up or do you think you're going to go down? No, I think we're going down, mate. No, I really do. I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I think we'll lose obviously on Saturday. I mean, you know, you guys are going to win the league. I don't know if <laughs> our only hope is maybe that you'll want to win it at Blackburn because you've got Blackburn next the week after. That yeah, yeah that, that would be nice. It. it would be nice. <laughs> but, um, and I know, I know, I know that you, you know, you drew to Rotherham and you've had a couple of draws recently. But I mean, it would be a miracle if we took any, if it, if it was anything less than a two, three, four nil. I really do. I, and and like I said, the only way I think we'll stay up is if Reading don't pick up any more points, or you know, maybe pick up one or two. Um, yeah. Which may happen, but I think they got Wigan and Huddersfield. Yeah, I'm just looking at them as last three. Now. So Coventry next. So I think they lose that. Then then they've got Wigan at home. I think they win that. 
and Huddersfield yeah. against Reading. I mean, it depends if Huddersfield are safe or not by then. Yeah, one. yeah. I mean, we've got Stoke away next week, um, which could, they're on, on the any other time would probably be quite a difficult game, but they're on the yeah. beach, maybe, you know, that could could be a game we'd win. And Bristol City on the last day, it could be a game we'd win, but I've just got no faith, mate. I really don't at the moment that, that we're going to pick up anything. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> say that, it's you, your last two games, uh, sorry, your last, your last few games, obviously you drew last night at Norwich, uh, sorry, at home to Norwich, um, lost at, sorry, at home to Coventry after that. Um, but picked up a decent point at West Brom. So is the, is the signs of improvement there? Because you've got two points against two top six, seven teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're a bit, we're we're a little bit more solid. But when we've got um, Chris Martin and Lyndon Dykes up front, and they're just real brutes, and it's up and under stuff, and it's you know, and yeah. and if we can. I mean, I don't know if you saw our goal at West Brom. It was probably one of the flukiest goals ever. The keepers hit it off Chris Martin and it's just gone flooped into the goal. And then we've just hung on to a two-all. Um, yesterday was much better. We we, we should have seen it out, but Norris just got, they got a goal straight from kickoff at, um, yeah. in the second half. And then again, we just couldn't break them down. They sat back and tried to counter us. And we just, and, and so... Um, We'll need a bit of luck, I think, mate, if we're going to get anything. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of players that aren't playing that, that Ainsworth just decided not to play, um, yeah. which is Chris Willock. I don't even know about Chris Willock. He's a really good football player, but just not playing him for whatever reason. Ethan Laird is fit, but was we played a 19-year-old at right-back yesterday um, instead of him, who's on loan from Manchester United. I mean, like, mm. what, you know, if you, quality-wise, he should be playing. Um, and there's a few other players floating around that aren't, playing that would add something so yeah that's interesting then do you think there's been a a fallout or or is there any rumours of a fallout rumours yeah Stephanie Hansen captain wasn't in the squad yesterday don't know why Um, he hasn't been playing either so I don't know whether Ainsworth looked at it and just picking players that he can trust which is fair enough but Mm. there's some real quality not playing at the moment um so I think that there's some issues that lie in there. Players out of contract as well. So I, I just think he's dying. He's at, when you hear him, he's literally dying to get to the summer, as yeah. Richie was. But they just yeah. can't seem to get these wins to get us over yeah. the line. Yeah, it's it's in, like I said. I'm just just looking at your results and looking at Reading's results, and I don't I just don't see where. Yes, you can beat Stoke at Stoke, and you are capable of beating Bristol City at home. And um, but at the same time, like we said, Reading have got Wigan at home, so I think that's three points. I think if Reading win, if Reading get four points out of them three yeah, games, trouble, I think, yeah, trouble, I, I think you're yeah. gone. And I'll be honest, I said to we played Reading last week, and I said to the Reading fan last week, I think they'll stay up at your expense, just the run that yeah. you're on. Um, but I didn't it's expect you to get a point last night. Didn't expect you to get a point last night, so that helps. But obviously, Reading getting a point as well kind of yeah. modifies it really. Um, but fingers and crossed, being mate. As well. Yeah, true. And fingers Cardiff. crossed, being mate. Um, yeah. Obviously, we'll need respect- it. Yeah, I spent the last two years looking over my shoulder, seeing what it is, so I know exactly how you feel. Um, but you think it's a, a bit of a silly question, this, because obviously we could we could win the league on Saturday, but do you think it's a, a good time to play Burnley with the fact that we've we've already been promoted? We're playing a mixture of first-teamers and uh, second-stringers. It looks like Vinny's experimenting for next year, seeing who's good enough for the Premier who isn't. Um, and, of course, two draws against two sides that are down there with you. So does, does that give you a bit of hope? 
Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, if it's, it would have been ideal. We were talking about this a few weeks ago. We were hoping that you'd have already won the league and, and, yeah. and it would already be tied up and it'd be, then it would have been an excellent time to play you. But, and, but I wonder whether um, it'll just want to get it done now and get the title shown up. Mm. And I wonder well, that's, that's we'll how the fans feel. Yeah, and I wonder whether we'll see a different Burnley on, on, on Saturday, looking at it, thinking, well, we're playing QPR, let's just get this sewn up. And then you've got a couple of games to continue with your experiment. Um, which, yeah, so, yeah, I, 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 no, I don't think it is a good time to play you because I think we'll lose. But could could we? I don't know, really. I don't, how are you playing? Are you playing well? Not I mean, very well, last few games. Uh, sloppy goals given away against Rotherham, Reading, we just all fart and all smell. Um, but other than that, you know, we, obviously we've been fantastic all seasons. So I don't want to sound like I'm whinging, but the last two games, yeah. while we've played this this experimental side, we haven't been as good as what as what we can be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you certainly get opportunities with us. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's just that sometimes just that miracle happens, doesn't it, or that result that you don't expect, and I think that's just yeah. what we're trying to hold on to. Or we're just hoping that let's just write off Saturday so that. Reading can lose it. They're away at Coventry, which is quite a difficult game. If they can yeah. do that, and then and then we've got Stoke and Bristol City, and anything can happen, I guess. So it's just trying to get through this weekend, I think, for us. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Well, let's look at this weekend then. Obviously, you've mentioned that you fight this again. This might be a question that you probably can't answer too much. I always like to find out if there's any in- injuries, suspensions, players that are going to be missing. But it sounds like players are just missing for the sake of it at the minute as well. Exactly, mate. Yeah, and, and, and Ainsworth doesn't give anything away. and it's, it's really strange. He does this weird thing in his interviews where he doesn't say anything about injuries. He doesn't doesn't want to give the opposition um, like the knowledge, which is ridiculous yeah. really when you think about the run we're on. And I'm sure Vincent Company's not sat there worrying who is and isn't available for us. So, yeah, it's very much wait until the team is announced. And then, and then afterwards, it's like, a, oh, he's missing from a knock. Oh, so, um, um Balligan's now out for the season, so he won't be playing. Um, but other than that, it could, yeah, they could, we could see anybody come back. It would, you know, Tim, I think we'll play Dykes and Martin up front with chair behind. Yeah. yeah. Seems to be what he's stuck with the last few weeks. Well, Dykes and Martin up front doesn't sound like the worst strike partnership in the championship. Obviously, we were linked with Dykes last year and again in the yeah. summer. But I think the, the summer links were just lazy journalism. But this, last year, when we was under Sean Dyche, I can I could see why we'd like him. Um, so that's is that something that gives you confidence having them two up front? Or it, it, yeah, play? I mean, if we can get the ball into him and in the box and just pump, the, that's what we're doing. We're pumping the ball up and 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 yeah, and, and in the box. But they're not really getting any. Not, I mean, Dyke scored a good goal yesterday. Look, but that's what I guess if we're going to play that way, that's just what we've got to continue doing. Um, it's just filling the box with balls and trying to get them on it. Or if they don't, they don't get on it. They generally sort of do something so that the defender doesn't get like a clean header away and it flop. It, you know, then you get your second balls, which I think is what Gareth Ainsworth was trying to try to instill. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, but they're very unmobile, so it, it makes yeah. it difficult. If we're tr- especially away from home, and we're trying to get forward and get yeah. out, lumping it forward and then it coming back, it tends to be what happens. Um, so yeah, I mean, what are your centre backs like? Are they quite physical? Can they deal with two big men? Sort of. I'd, I'd say so now, depending on the two that he plays. Um, I thought Al Al Dakil might might you might get some joy against him um, from what I've seen in the last two games. 
But if it's um, THB uh, and Bayer, then yeah, I think we'll be all right. It, it's one yeah. of them. People look at the Sheffield United game where we lost five two, and that's exactly what what they did. We we were the better side in the first half, winning two one. They changed it round in the second half and said pump the ball into the box, and we just crumbled. We ha- we haven't lost a game since then because we looked at what happened in that game and said right, we need to get better at this. And now they're actually quite good at that. And Murich as well, the goalkeeper. If if he is the goalkeeper, um, he will come out and claim a lot of the crosses. That's how Rotherham got a goal on Saturday though against. Uh, the substitute goalkeeper Bailey. Yeah, that'll be how we play, mate. That'll be how we play. We'll be lumping balls up in the box, in and around, trying to try to keep it tight. Um, I'd imagine that's how you're going to see us play. We've got a really good player in the centre midfield. He's back on uh, yesterday. Who's Tim Irabunum? We've got a loan from Aston Villa. He's a really good football player. Really good. Mm. Um, if we if, if he's on form, he'll cause some problems. Um, but it's just he's really young, and some days you just don't see him at all, and some days he can be the best player on the pitch. You know, so. Um, I suspect he'll play on Saturdays. He could be one to watch out for. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Well, so what sort of game are you expecting then? Obviously, you, you, you've let on how you, how you expect QPR will play, um, but I kind of just think if if you are lumping the ball up um, to your two strikers and then where where, where then winning the headers, that's just going to play into our hands. Especially if you're sitting back, yeah. is, is, you think that's what you're going to do? Just sit back and and kick the ball up and hope for, to get some scraps. Uh, I don't think we'll sit back. When, no, because defensively I just don't think we can we can do that structurally as well I'm not too sure that that's something that we don't we don't tend to do that we'll we will try and play but we'll just tend to pick up the second balls so we'll knock it up pick the second balls up and then play and get it wide get the, that will tend to be how, how how we've played the last few away games um we've got to try not to concede early um, five of our last eight games we've conceded in the first 10 minutes <laughs> which is mad um it was yeah. five and seven up until yesterday so we'll be trying not to concede an early goal um, as, as best we can because, you know, we, we were in this real horrible rut where we're just conceding really early on and just making it so difficult for us, for ourselves. And I think if we do that against you guys, there'll be no coming back, really. So um, yeah. we'll be looking, to, I think, to try and keep it tight and try and get you in set piece. Yeah, fair enough. I think the good news for you guys is that Nathan Teller is injured um, and, and he's, he's a player that really does help, obviously, with his pace, getting in behind. Um, is he injured? Is he yeah. Um, Zorore has been off form recently. He's another one that normally can, can have a fullback on toast, especially if you look back to the Preston at home game where he had Alan Brown every yeah. single time. Um, but he's been out of form recently. Uh, Manuel Benson, he has been injured for yeah. a while, but he's, he's been back for the last, you know, six, seven games. Scored a really good goal uh, against Rotherham. But I don't know, there's just something about him at the minute where he's not beating his fullback. And so I, th- I think we think we might struggle to get him behind, just like we, have, we did against Reading. Um, but hopefully, like I said, we we don't play this experimental side and we go full strength and we just and we just get the job done. Is he the Foster? Is he quick? Is he a quick striker? I, I'd um, like. Us to, I'm hoping you'll play Ashley Barnes because he'll suit our centre backs. <laughs> someone a bit more yeah. physical is someone who we can deal with a bit of pace up there, and we, we tend to struggle. Yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't have him down as fast, Foster. Um, no. he, he only joined in January. Um, again, we've not seen too much of him. He is still adapting, I think, but he has been better in the last couple of games. But he is not a goal-scoring striker at the minute. Um, we too tend to be getting the goals from from the midfield. Um, I would actually think. I think I would play Barnes, but if, but obviously, again, you you know more about that than me. Maybe maybe that's a silly thing for me to say if, if we're just playing into your centre back's hands there. 
Well, yeah, I mean, we were linked to actually Barnes. Um, a lot of our outlets, uh, media outlets, said that we we tried to buy him and try or try to get him up away from you, but you wouldn't let him go on a free transfer, which is all, all all we could afford. So we went to go to Chris Martin in the end. So is that in January um, then? Yeah, yeah, in January. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that or anything, but um, yeah, I like Ashley Barnes. I think he's effective, but Love I just him. think if there's anyone with a bit of pace in your side, then that, then that's where our problems tend to come. Yeah, it's 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 mad because Nathan Teller, uh, people, um, are, are people un- uh, underestimate him. I don't think people realise how good he is. Like how how, how much we yeah, rely on his pace, how much we rely on his pace. Because the last few games since he's been injured, we've just just not got him behind teams. And and the Reading game, he proper knocked the stuffing out of us when he went off injured because there was no one getting him behind. Um, and I'm a bit worried for Tuesday <laughs> without Nathan Teller. If I'm honest with you, um, although we are ten times better than them lot. Um, but we just we just rely on him quite a lot. Um, wouldn't it be nice to it? win there, though? Wouldn't it? It'd be nice um, to win away at Blackburn, wouldn't it? Would, can we not deliver that message to to the boys at your end? Just go. Hopefully, there? yeah. I mean, I mean, they they know how much it means to us. Um, and this is what I mean now. Like, okay, we've played we've played an experimental side in the last two games. Get the first team out now against QPR, so that that they're not coming back for the first time against against them lot. I want I've, obviously I want I want to I want to I want to go to Ewood and I want to dick them. You know, it's been a while yeah. there since we've we've won. I say a while since we've won there because because it's been a while since we've been there. Um, but you know, I want I want to get that feeling again. Obviously, we won last time we actually played there. But um, yeah, we absolutely murdered them uh, in this season, got, and, I, and we are, I think we are capable of doing it again. You've got Gareth Ainsworth. He's a Blackburn boy, isn't he? He's already he made is. that point in, in his in his yeah. conference that he wants to go there and, and ruin the party, which probably hasn't helped. No, no, um, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's it, funny because I think I think obviously we're in that big WhatsApp group, that championship group, and I remember some people saying, "Oh, Ainsworth going to QPR," and, I'm, and so and everyone was slagging him off, going, "Oh, he did this to a certain player, injured him." And I'm like, "Yeah, don't forget everyone who was born in Blackman as well." <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah so he's he, he's going to be he's going to think well, he's going to try and be up for it anyway. I'd imagine he'll try and. Well, I don't know if your crowd will uh, give him some stick. I'm not sure many people will be that arse if I'm honest with you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, predictions then. Um, I can I can pretty much guess which way your prediction is going to go uh, yeah. with the tone of the of the last twenty seven minutes. But um, I'll just give. I, I I I think we win. I think we get the job done. Um, I'm going two 0 Burnley. Yeah, t- yeah. I mean, two or three 0 would be my guess, mate. Um, if 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 we can try and keep it tight and we get into the last sort of twenty minutes, then yeah, maybe we can try and get something. But um, it's not, yeah, it'd be unlikely. But you never know, mate. You never know. Like I said, um, on T on text, Reading fans were saying this, Rotherham fans were saying this, Blackpool fans. We haven't beaten Blackpool all season. One of the worst teams in the league. Um, Sunderland fan as well. But we've had a few lacklustre performances in the last 12 sort of like games. Last, but it's weird saying that because we still haven't lost. So it's, it's because we set such high standards between the, the World Cup break and. I think we won ten in a row, uh, and I can't remember what game it was where we didn't win Watford. Um, yeah, we, we now we're looking at this run where even though we still haven't lost, but because we've drawn about four, five, or six, we're like, oh, it's not as good. But you know, it's still it's still absolutely yeah. fantastic. We, we're, I mean, mate, we've won two in twenty-eight games, which yeah. is an incredible run, is, and it yeah. like, defies the laws of averages, mate. In football, it literally yeah. does. But that tells you the rut that we're on, and. and and um, you'll see that, I suspect, on of why that is on Saturday, unfortunately. 
Yeah, well, good luck, mate. Obviously, um, I hope you stay up for your sake. I, I do worry for you, though. I, th- I, th- I think yeah. it, I think it could be you. Um, but I have only just that's the first time I've ever looked at your fixtures, remaining fixtures. If I'm honest with you, um, there are a couple of winnable games there. But I think, like I said earlier, Reading get four points out of their three games. I, th- I think you could be in big trouble. Yeah. Um, but good luck, mate. Whatever happens, good luck for next season as well. Yeah, you too, mate. Yeah, good luck. And, and Vincent Company, I've been impressed with him. He looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, so, yeah, really, really, really happy with him so far. It says the right things, does the right things. Yeah. Um, and obviously, top of the league, flying. So there's not really much you can complain about, really. Um, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Be interested to see how he gets on next year because um, he ain't going to Tottenham, let's be honest. Uh, he's staying yeah. at Burnley. Um, but just before we do go, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and your podcast if they want to digest some of your content? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's W12 Podcast. Um, we're on social media. Just type in W12 Podcast. It, tends to, it will, will come up. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get players and and, and, and we've had um, Critchley and Ainsworth on recently. Um, so there's some stuff. So we've had Neil Warnock on and Harry Redknapp and stuff like that recently. So it's all oh, on there. So, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, so cool. give yeah, it a listen. Definitely go and give it a listen. Uh, well, thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. It's been a good chat. Um, good luck for the rest of the season. Because, um, yeah, it's obviously a big few games coming up for you, boys. But thanks <laughs> for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure. No worries. Social Podcast Network. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.